Made on Zencaster. Hey, do you have shit credit? Well, this episode is sponsored by... No, I'm just joking. Hey guys, this is Emma. Sorry for the random narration at the start, but we ran into some technical difficulties throughout this episode. This just means that there are a couple of unexpected breaks throughout, but no disruption in conversations. Thanks for listening. James, and, and welcome, welcome to, to Camp Cows, the podcast where we stray from the herd and explore an array of different life and pop culture topics while still managing to make it all about us. You can't teach an old cow new tricks. We're going to milk this podcast for all it's worth, so stick around. Moo woo. Moo woo. <laughs> hey babes. Hi honey, how are you? I'm Camp, how are you doing? I'm good. We totally didn't just record another episode. <laughs> I mean... I don't know what you're talking about. Behind the scenes, Chi. <laughs> Have you seen the Kanye West stuff today? No. I had, I saw something about an NDA, but that's it. I, his lawyers just left him. So the same lawyer, ironically, the same lawyer that represented Johnny Depp after he's made all these comments. It's. Ooh. I mean, it's, it is wild. He obviously needs help. Mm-hmm. Um... He obviously isn't well. However, that's not an excuse for being an asshole. True. Um, I don't. He hasn't been well for years, and I don't know why it's taken people so long to actually be like, "Okay, you've started a cult. You've been an asshole to your ex-wife and your kids, yeah. and now you want to start it." I just, I think he should have got help a long time ago. I mean, I think the the main issue has been up until now. It's mainly been targeting his like family and like interpersonal issues but now yep. it's more like hey i'm gonna criticize an entire group of people not even criticize um drag through the mud a whole group yeah. of people and be a and really like threatening security of your kids lives that's wild that's, that's wild. wild like literally tweeting to however many people follow him the the school of his how many kids has he got four i don't know Several North, South, East, South, and West. Chicago, and Saint Four. God, you keep up, don't you? I do keep up. I don't really have much to say, to be honest. I wouldn't call myself. I don't want to be like talking from a high horse or anything because I'm well aware. But like, there's just some things you don't do, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. Some people lack the moral compass yeah. and decorum. There's a lack of decorum online. There was no glamour at 2022's Twitter. Is this going to be like M merch? The lack of decorum? I think you've said that every episode. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know where I get it from? Come down with me. No! (laughs) Have you never seen um, Sherilyn Barnes? Oh, what, on um, TikTok? Oh my god, no. I'm from the YouTube days, like 2015. She's She's on TikTok now. She always used to... her and Nosebleed Fitz always used to do some stuff on Did they? TikTok together. Always used to like duet each other's stuff. What happened to Nosebleed Fitz? Wasn't there drama know. with um, that there white was, twink? There was drama with the white twink that looks like I... Anthony Cotton. Um... <laughs> I don't know who that is. Anthony Cotton. I don't know who men are. Um, oh, I don't watch Kari. Um I love how we say white twink like we're not white. We're well aware that we're white. 
<laughs> but we're both not twinks. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, dragons. Um, yeah, there was that, and I think that's mainly where Bella's um, reputation slipped. But I think Bella's lovely. I've spoken to. Bella She's so funny. I like her in a scraps podcast um, from years ago. Um, they are very lovely. Um, I've had nothing but positive um, experiences with them. But everyone has their own different experiences with people. Is she from Yorkshire or Manchester? Um, Carlisle lives well, in Manchester now. Ah, okay. Okay, so she's got one of those voices that she could literally, she could read off the ingredients of a cake mix and it would be hilarious. It's fucking, she's fucking hilarious. Mm. Oh my god, she had her boobs done and they look great. Yeah, and I can say that because I'm trans. She's just had her hairline done as well. Has she? Yeah. Good for her. Good for her. Hope she's happy. I like her. Yeah, I think she's great. What are we meant to be talking about? Queer versus cis het experiences. We're technically, we're technically on top. I mean, we are. <laughs> Getting hairline and boobs done. Very gel, actually. I'd love to get my hairline done. I would love... I, I have a fine hairline anyway, but I'd like to get mine done. And I'd like to get the tits I have gone. Can I have them? Yeah, I'll give you my... my yeah. Boob yeah, I will take them. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm desperate. What, yeah. Is that? what does Bailey J. Mills do? I love them. They are honestly, I think they're the definition of British drag. No, I disagree. Okay. I think British drag is uh, much worse than Bailey Jamel's. (laughs) And that's, you know what? That is a drag. That is a drag. Um, I think Bailey Jamel's has the confidence that people should have. I think they have the innovation that people should have and the individuality that people should have. And not following American trends just to be pretty. Mm. Be yourself, bitch. Yeah. What does T.S. Madison say? Be yourself. Step your pussy up. Suck a dick. Own a business. Get a job. <laughs> <laughs> I did those things. Oh my god. I, I love T.S. Madison. Me too. Have you seen Bros? Because we just had our Halloween episode, so I thought we'd talk about something scary. Have you seen Bros? <laughs> no. Is this a Billy Eichner thing? I hate him. Sorry, I thought you said Rose at first. I was like, who the fuck is Rose? From Doctor Who? Um, but now I realise you said Rose. Mm. Um, and you have not seen it. But I have not. I want to. Because, like, I think it's cute. I'm on the fence, honestly. I've I've never... No, I haven't. I've never seen... I've never liked Billy Eichner. Ever. Really? Why? I think it was that whole Billy on the Streets thing. And then everyone was just like licking his ass. I think he's quite funny. You are so funny. He's so funny. Ha 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 ha. Peak humor. And the, I think the main thing that pissed me off was Ryan Murphy trying to shove him into American Horror Story. I was like, I don't care. I do not like him. I think he is. I do think he can be the definition of a mean white gay. Have you met him? Spill the the details. I I haven't met him. He slapped me and he called me fat and he started speaking whale to me. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was Demi Lovato. Um... (laughs) 
No, I think um, I just just going off of Billy from the street. I think he does come across as that narcissistic, mean white gay. I'm sure he's lovely. I'm sure he's lovely. I just really do not like. You know when you have a celebrity that you just cannot fuck with. And yours is Billy Eichner. Mine is Billy Eichner, and I had another one. I've got three. Who are your three? Ed Sheeran, Jess Glynn, Kevin Bacon. Ed Sheeran and Jess Glynn, that's across the board. Everyone agrees with you there. Yeah. Sexy Fish agrees with you. Sexy Um, Fish agrees. Kevin Bacon. I like Kevin Bacon, even if he did marry his cousin. Right. (laughs) What? (laughs) They're like eight times removed. Oh, okay. So not really cousins. American cousins. (laughs) You know, Americans will be like, that's my cousin. And they're like 20 generations separated. Mm. They will proudly declare someone as their cousin. That's so weird. And they've never met. See, the reason I don't like Kevin Bacon is because there was a period of time where he was in everything. E.E. E.E. adverts. He was was in X-Men. He was! He was a nuclear guy. Yeah, Sebastian Shaw. And like, oh... I, yeah, I just can't stand him. Sure, again, sure he's a lovely man. Ed Sheeran, Jess Glynn, probably no, not. couldn't lovely. care less. Couldn't care fucking less. Would he might have both written Woman Like Me. He might have written for Little Mix, but I still don't fucking care about you. Oh my God, he wrote for, what songs? Um, I don't know. I know Jess Glynn did Woman Like Me. And I can't listen to that anyway. There's a certain yeah. person on that song. You can hear her um, backing vocals. Um. Oh. I think uh, let me let me let me just giggle it. Speaking of the queer experience, what's the best little mix song, and why is it bounce back? No, I was gonna say salute. Oh, that's like top three though. I have a yeah. I've I've written a top four to five. Um, Ed Sheeran also wrote "Woman Like Me." Oh, well, I don't listen to it anyway. Um, bounce back is my number one. Number two is um, "Sweet Melody." Yeah. Number three is Salute. They're my top three little mix songs. Can you do four and five? Four and five. I'd have to... Oh. Just while I, I don't pay for my Spotify five. anymore. I'm on YouTube Music now, which feels so, like, peasantry, but... Oh. <laughs> but okay? I really like it. I literally tweeted about it, but I did it back in, like, August, so... I love Heartbreak Anthem. I really love oh, that I love song. Oh, I love that song. It's I love such Heartbreak a good song. Anthem. My top five Little Mix are Sweet Melody. Camp. Um, no. Oh my God, I did it wrong. What's the other okay. one? Do it again. My top five. <laughs> th- <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm so flustered. I can't you think of Little Mix songs. Bounce back. Oh my God, yeah. My top five Little Mix songs. Thank you so much, Reese James. <laughs> my number one is Bounce Back. My number two is Sweet Melody. My number three is Salute. My number four is um no more sad songs my number five is um um uh move featuring missy elliott (laughs) my top five are salute breakup song period sweet melody (laughs) secret love song but live on the on the search with no um, with Jason no Derulo. Jesse Nelson. With, with oh, no... Well, we went different directions there. <laughs> Shit. No, no Jesse, no Chelsea. No, no Jesse, no, jo- no, uh, no, no Jesse. Chelsea, no <laughs> Jason. So just, just our Leanne, just our Pezzy, and just our Ajid. 
Arjid. Arjid. Um, and I also, my fifth is No More Sad Songs. I think we have very similar Little Mix taste. But honourable mention would be Breakup Anthem. Heartbreak Anthem. <laughs> That's why it's an honourable mention, because you couldn't remember the fucking name. Honourable mention, Heartbreak Anthem. Oh, it's such a good song. It just makes, it was, I remember, like, before I moved to Portugal back in, like, the end of 2021, I was, like, in my room on, like, a five-song playlist for Little Mix, just on repeat on my Google Home Mini, l- volume level 10, jumping Free from Spotify. <laughs> Free from the shackles of Spotify. Um, jumping around the room. It's such a good... They have such a good catalogue. Oh, I just love Little Mix so much. I could talk about them for hours. I don't want to get upset because I missed the concert. Thank you, the Irish Embassy. You fucking slags. I'm not going to say went, a bad word because I'm going to have to renew my passport eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went to the two London shows. I went to both of them. Did you? I thought you had, and then you lost your passport. Yeah, so I went to the, the the one on the Thursday. I think it was the Thursday. Um and we were like, right at the back. Couldn't really like couldn't really see them and like where we were sat the speakers didn't really point that way, so you could re- really barely hear them. Um but it was still a good night. I had a good time with my friends. Um and then the second night we went, which was their last show. So it was the show that was streamed. Um, me, Jay, and Brad were literally right at the front. Not right at the front, <laughs> but like we were in that Touchable. front section. Um, Sweatable. You could feel that sweat. Perry waved at us directly. <gasps> you could see her make contact with the camera on Jay's phone um, during No More Sad Songs. And I was dancing. That's like, a good song to have contact with. I was with. dancing like an absolute fucking embarrassment um but i wish this is this is a message to perry edwards why did you not warn me that i was being pickpocketed because i lost my wallet and passport why would oh i was thinking i was like why would someone pickpocket you for your passport but if it was in your wallet i get it yeah it it was in the same pocket of my jacket and when i went to so we obviously left the o2 went to went back to Jay and Brad's hotel which is in Vauxhall and then like so in between seeing Little Mix and getting back to this hotel I lo- I got pickpocketed or it probably fell out my jacket but who knows um and that was great I spent 3 a.m at 3 a.m in a mm. bolt crying back to my house being like what am I gonna fucking do yeah but I got my passport back it took them so long I lost so it May. Shit. At least you had a good time at the concert. Yeah, I had a great time. So who fucking cares, really? It's everything's replaced. That's that, it was all replaceable stuff. So. True. My my fond memories of LM three <laughs> are absolutely locked up in this brain, never to be forgotten. Locked if I could exchange memories, I would fucking do that with you for Little Mix because. I'm. So, I was so upset when I realised in the last like two weeks that I was not going. I was so sad, Reese. You don't understand. Yeah, because you missed Charlie XCX as well. I know. Right after Crash, mm. I was a sad moment. It was very depressing, actually. I was because I was like, I don't drive. 
I'm waiting to get everything sorted and in order to learn how to drive and like get my independence back over here I need to get my passport but I haven't got my passport yet and it took two months because didn't they lose everything they lost like your gender certificate they lost my birth certificate your birth certificate they've sent it back now though they've sent it back now but that it's been what months it's giving homophobia Honestly, I was like so shocked. transphobia. Speaking giving all of the above. Speaking of the phobias. Oh, what a let's... segue, Reese James. <gasps> it was me. <laughs> no, because I said the homophobia. Don't, don't argue with me, Reese James. Don't tell me not to live. Don't just sit in butter. <laughs> Sorry, I can't read. <laughs> Leah? This is where we experienced some technical difficulties. That's really hard to say. This is where we have problems. So you get to listen to this wonderful song on loop. And it's a little bit long. Hello. Hi. Okay, good. Okay, good. What did you need to tell me? So I've just been on Twitter and Leslie Jordan at the age of 67 has passed away. No. No. Oh, my God. <gasps> my friend just said Leslie Jordan died. <laughs> Oh my god, someone's going to tweet that um, Trixie and Cartier clip. Yeah. Leslie Jordan, rest in peace. <gasps> oh my god. Do, oh do you follow um, Sadira Side? Yes, oh I did. But I... She's literally, just they've literally just tweeted going, and y'all better not be showing that Trixie and Cartier video joking about Leslie Jordan. No, oh that's so horrible. Oh my god. 67 what? as well, I thought he was a lot older. That's very young. Oh my god, Leslie Jordan. This was 19 hours ago. Need to smash his head in with a mallet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! What? Oh my god! And they replied saying, thought this was Elton John. Sorry. (laughs) Oh my god. That's sick, bitch. That's sick. Also, Rishi Sunak is going to be the Prime Minister. Iconic. Yeah, everyone. We're going <laughs> to... Congratulations on the single. We're all going to buy it. Thank you. <laughs> what, what's the fucking topic of this? That's this has gone so off track. Anyway. Um, right. Back onto the phobias. The cis and the gayness. The queerness. This Leslie Jordan just fucking died. I'm not going to get over that for like a week. Um, until I get a nice coffee. Um, the queerness. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> the queerness. Um, okay, so I have a couple questions about the cishet experience versus the queer experience, right? Okay. So you are queer. Me. I am a queer individual. I am a queer. A queer individual, yeah. Have you ever met a straight person before? Unfortunately, yes. What did they look like? How do you how do you say it again? Straight. <laughs> how you say it? Straight. Straight. Um. Wild. <laughs> mm, okay. okay. You, uh, listeners, you can't see this, but I'm writing down the responses in a notepad. This is a scientific experiment conducted by the University of Harvard. Um, what were the signs? That they were straight. What were the t- what were the giveaways? The sizes of the hands, the feet, the voice. Um, unclean asshole. Oh. Um, ungroomed. 
This is just straight men, to be fair. Straight girls, we stand. Love her. Love straight her. men. Mm-hmm. I, I, do I know any straight men? Other than the people I work with. No, I don't think I interact with any straight men. A lot of my friends are straight men. I'm in like a straight man group chat. Ugh. It's called the Bussy Boys. They are queer. <laughs> you know when it's like... Oh, are you is. sure? <laughs> <laughs> Best thing a straight person has ever said to you. I didn't know you were gay or you don't come across as gay. Oh, I think I have something that can trigger you. Or trigger your memory of a queer experience. Um, can I ask you something? <laughs> <laughs> can I ask you a question? Um, my favourite one, though, and with my trans experience is, you're so brave. Uh. And it's some random woman who's seen me wearing pink snakeskin trousers in a club or a bar, and they're like, you're so brave, because you're... Aren't you, aren't you, aren't you, um, a man? I'll tell you what is brave, wearing fucking pink snakeskin trousers in public. But they were from Fashion Nova, and they were very, I, I think I've been them, they were very comfortable. Mm-mm. They were hot pink. Mm-mm. I love them. What club was this in? Rusty's in Newcastle. Hey, Rusty. Okay, that makes I sense. I used to go in there. <laughs> that makes shop. a lot of sense. <laughs> I used to be um, a promo girl for um, one of the queer companies. Break time once again. Get a snack, get a drink. Sick of this. Because for me, for my struggle a long time with. Because like, I went. During lockdown, obviously, we spent a lot of time alone. That was when mm-hmm. I really started questioning and talking about gender identity. And Is that when you realised that you were part of the non-binary community? That sounds stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Is that when you realised that you were I th- Yeah, I think, yeah, like, I think I've always had that sort of in the back burner. But, like, during that time, I think because you are alone, like, that is it. Like, now, like, then, I would strictly use they, them. That was it. I was non-binary. But now I've actually sat and realised loads of things and watched loads of things, like Drag Race, like, with Bimini and Ginny, mm-hmm. and how they're two different parts of the non-binary community, and, like, met other people and realised that I can use he, him, and still identify with being male while still identifying with being non-binary. Like, I think that's where things get twisted. And, like, I think labels are um, a, 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 a dummy's guide to sexuality and gender. I agree. And everything is so vast for yeah. sexuality, for gender, for a lot of fucking things. It's all just social constructs. And for a long time, I struggled with the fact that non-binary is classed as as a trans person because in my head exactly. a trans, you don't a trans, feel trans yeah because i i still identify with the gender i was assigned at birth so i struggled with that because i'm not trans um i'm i'm just i'm i'm a male that isn't a binary male if that makes sense and i'm just a he she and- <laughs> You are she it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Delicious. Mm. 
I just think, yeah, it's very like I think it's, I think it's more people's views on what trans is is outdated. Yeah. Um, when I was doing um student pride, mm-hmm. we did a panel on trans love. Um, like so when we we we, we did a we had a panel hosted by Juno Dawson, um, mm-hmm. called Trans Love, and Juno we spoke with Juno and was like how 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 do we like sort of market this how do we like advertise that we're doing this panel and Juno was saying you should do it not trans plus but like trans with an asterisk okay because trans plus can be quite othering um and I think that's the same with lgbtq plus like it's and everyone else do you know what I mean Mm, I disagree okay I think I see if I was part of the plus crowd, I would be like, oh, well, they've only got a certain character limit. You know, it's not that like, it's <laughs> like practically, there's only so much you can fit in yes. on a poster. Yes. Um, I, like, I remember doing this, this campaign for Student Prize and I was filmed and I said LGBTQIA plus. And I literally felt like I was going on forever. It's a long word. So for me, I always, I always use LGBTQ plus or LGBTQ. I'll say LGBT. I'll say LGBTQ. I'll say it depends on my mood, frank, frankly, if I have the time. If I say LGBT, it's I'm only ever quoting. Um, who's that comedian drag queen? Is it Moira Dubois? No but she was like, it sounds like a sandwich. LGBT. <laughs> so that's the only time I ever say it like that. Um, I do think the plus is quite othering. Um, the asterisk idea that Juno was saying made sense, but I think what's the difference though? It does. Yeah, to me, that's there's no difference there. It just looks nicer on paper. Yeah, I also just I don't see an issue. Like, I think focusing your energy on wanting to feel represented by a letter is a misdirection of your own time yeah a and it's also of exhausting it's like yeah it's like, like with um with pronouns and asking for them and like it's so people. hard it's, it's so hard. draining it is it's embarrassing frankly. i don't i don't always remember like to ask yeah. people um like i have misgendered myself i've misgendered other people i've been Same. misgendered like it's, we've worked retail we know yeah, what it feels like we know what it feels like and and even like even part of even other other non-binary people do it like mm. other trans people do it like it's i just like yeah it's one of, it's it's a very it's a very like wild topic to really discuss because it is there's it is very multifaceted i mean with pronouns and stuff and like i guess queer etiquette especially with, I guess, trans individuals, Mm. trans with the asterisk, um, it kind of, to me, it always feels like there's this omnipresent rule book or high horse that people reference for like, you can't do that. How disrespectful. You need to treat people X, Y, Z and nothing else. Mm. And it's never taken into consideration what someone actually likes or if someone's comfortable even talking about it. I mean, me personally, if someone said to me, um, I don't like people asking me my pronouns. I feel like it's a, to me, I find it offensive. 
Okay. Because I present feminine. Yeah. I have long hair. I think, I think I look binary. I'm, I'm definitely passable. Yeah. And I don't want to bring that up, but like, it's the fact. Um, I find it offensive when people call me they. I find it really offensive because I'm like, look at me. You're not the only trans person that I've had that conversation with. Um, there are, and it's it's not like I'm going to kick up a stink or oh, call no. someone a piece of shit. I don't think you're a bad person. No. I think you're following what you think is expected of you, and it's unfortunate that that has no room for individuality. Yeah. Do you think? Ironically. Do you think pronouns take away from this trans experience? In what way? So, like you saying that you think it's rude to be asked. I don't think it's rude. I, I, I'll retr- if I said that, I retract that. I just don't like it. Okay. I don't think anyone's their intentions are rude. I don't. Do you think? But does, do you think it takes away from the trans experience by being asked what your pronouns are? Because I suppose it, does it come across as like you've been clocked? It does. And if it's another queer person, I'm like, oh, that's fine. Like if, if especially if they're trans, I'm like, oh, they just want to know. Yeah. But if it's if it's someone who I perceive to be cishet. Or yeah, it I kind of comes hat, as like, like a microaggression. Okay. Oh, I know. So yeah. Come on, you can tell. Yeah, me. that makes sense. I wouldn't um, even say microaggression. And I also like think like annoying. that. What it kind of it has it's it's quite loaded. It's a quite a loaded question. And when it's like in cis het society, it is not 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 normal in quotation marks. To ask that question, to ask what their pronouns are—it's so modern. So in in queer society, it is. It uh, well, even it's, to it's, an extent. It's, to an extent, because I depends on where you are. Who you yeah, are. It depends on who you are, who, who you're with, and where you are. Um, I've I've pretty much only been asked that question a number of times. I've, I've noticed that it's always either during a like a Zoom meeting or something like that. Or some sort of online thing. It's never in real life. I've been asked ever. in real life at a party. I was, I was uh, like, someone went, "Oh, by the way, like I've not checked in on anyone's pronouns," and I was like, "Right, this is fine." Do we have to make it a moment now? But do we have to make it a moment? A hundred percent. Like, it's just, yeah, it's, it's a. I think it's a difficult one. Like I've spoken on pronouns like on panels before, mm. and I've, I've always taken a back seat on it because. I'm not always that comfortable with it because also like it comes with it can be met with obviously really like oh a, really a discontent oh you're one of them yeah one of those people that you I don't see blue hair like that's a mummy <laughs> I mean my thing is like I'm extremely happy that we're able to freely express our pronouns and I if someone asked me I'd be I'm not going to be, like, offended and crying. That's not going to happen. I will tell them my pronouns, and I will appreciate that they took the time to ask. Because, you know, if they didn't and they called me a he, I'd be even more angry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like that we can put pronouns in bios. I think it's a really good thing in a professional But do context. people look? No. I do. No. Um, I think it gives people the freedom to explore something they may not have the confidence to do socially. Yeah. I like that they... I, I, I like it as a concept. I do. In practice, it makes me uncomfortable. And maybe that's because my yeah. views of myself and queerness are stuck in, like, 2010. 
I genuinely it's think also that's what like it is. I think it is quite a difficult thing to ask sometimes as well. Like when you're in even in just a queer setting, you're surrounded by queer people that you mm-hmm. haven't met. Like it's quite a lot to feel. It's like how I see it is like you know when you work at retail and you work on the cash <laughs> and you're trying to upsell something and you have this Never whole you have this, <laughs> you have this whole script to say to, to say and that's how i feel like this pronoun two years warranty on this it's like hi i'm reese james i'm 28 i live in london my pronouns are they he and this this and this and this what's your name like there's so much like yeah, i think it's info dumping yeah and i just don't always think that's necessary if if someone asks fine i'm always gonna answer oh, yeah. it. but i i don't necessarily think you need to introduce yourself with them if you feel comfortable doing that it's oh, absolutely yeah. fine and when someone else i think it might be because i'm not fully comfortable with it but if someone else was like hi i'm m i use she her i'd be like okay yeah i'm reese and i use they and he but like yeah so it is like maybe it's not like a new thing mm-hmm. however like you do have to be self-aware about it like yeah. you like yeah you do present a certain way therefore people are going to assume. use those pronouns and assume like it is not pronouns are not normal for the cishet conversation it's not something you tend to say when you're shaking someone's hand you no know? it's not like it's like i'm the only person that will use uh, they them pronouns in my office okay how's that like, like at work because i've never really because i've um, never worked with someone that's used non-binary i've pronouns. not really had an issue i'm part of a really small team at work so okay. like i don't i don't interact much with people but um are they all straight no okay. there are there, there's quite there's a there's a pocket of gays a, a pocket of queers um <laughs> a gaggle a gaggle, if you, some may say. A g- gaggle. Um, <laughs> um, the glory of guys. <laughs> um, so there are there are queer people in the office. Um, I've just not, I've not had that, I've not had an issue. I've had someone, like, come up to me. Like, we did a panel, mm-hmm. and we spoke about experiences and stuff, and, like, I spoke from an, a, a non-binary perspective and a pansexual um, perspective as well. And, like, someone um a few weeks later was like i'm really sorry i was just talking about you and i used he and i was like was i initial fucking tell me i was like was i initial and they were like no and i was like okay then you don't need to tell me this isn't i I was like i appreciate the apology (laughs) but like i also i also use those i was like but like at work i i do predominantly just use he him because no they them because i don't think less confusing yeah, I like. I don't oh think God, some sorry. people can like wrap their head around it, um, and that's not that's nothing to do with the people I work with. Just but, convenient. Like, it is convenience. So, like we don't like a spiel. Yeah, it's, it's... it's like pick a side, pick a side. <laughs> but like, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> that took me a second. Um, yeah, I've never really had it at work with, like, queer... I mean, going, going back to the topic at hand, queer versus cishet experiences, I mean, in retail, it was kind of like a... I mean, where I worked was quite male-dominated and quite... 
I mean, they were, I think they were mostly straight, but the ones that weren't, I really treasured. Mm. The ones that were queer, like, I remember there was, the, I, we had, um, when I was a team leader in one of the stores, I, there was a new team leader coming in, apparently, and literally within five minutes of meeting, we were talking about Kylie Minogue, and um, I was like, I'm going to like you. I know I'm going to like you because we're talking about fever. Turns out I didn't like him because he couldn't do his job. But other than that, I've never really had like queer experiences in like my everyday life. Like I'm not, I haven't really got queer circles in my everyday life, but I've not got like groups. Like I'm, ve- I'm very jealous of the ones in Newcastle who are all together. I have queer group. Once a week you have queer group. I have, I have queer group. I have a few like groups of like queer friends. Mm-hmm. However, it's, like kind they're all like they all identify as the same thing they're all gay men oh i do i do i say that like i'm exasperate oh i I do like another one i obviously have trans friends like and bisexual friends lesbian friends Mm. but like my main pockets of are gay men um i'm very jealous of that which is kind of unfortunate (laughs) literally i have I have never met a trans person in real life who I am, who I would consider a friend. Oh. Like, I don't have any trans friends in real life. I have, like, trans people I've followed and I'm, like, mutuals with for, like, years on, like, Instagram and Twitter, Mm. but, like, none in real life, ever. And it's, I'm very, like, I remember before I transitioned, I was, like, obviously I was of the age of, like, Googling your problems. So I was Googling transitioning and stuff. And they, one of the main things was like, try and find like a trans mother. And I was like, oh, that's a really good idea. Never happened. I am, I am my trans mother. So if anyone's looking for a trans mother <laughs> who uh, might be a bit flaky, hit me up. This is a break. This is not the conversation. It's also taking the piss a bit. So when I, I've always sort of been the queer kid. Like, there's pictures of me and my brothers, like when we were younger, and and I would have, I would use like the blanket as a wig, whereas my brothers would use it as a superhero cape. Mine was tea towels. Yeah, tea towels. Yeah, I was gonna say tea. I don't know why I didn't say tea towels, but it was tea towels. <laughs> um, like tea towels or like short, but like cozy blankets um so like there was i've always been like a queer queer tendency kid but it wasn't until like school where i realized maybe like secondary school where i realized like it's a big thing like it's like a big deal um and because i didn't know what gay was my perception was you're a straight or you're trans (laughs) <laughs> so I like that's not even that's probably not even the right way to say it because trans you didn't realise there were other options yeah I, I always thought it was either one or the other you're thinking like how they do in Turkey <laughs> so if you if you're gay in like some some Middle Eastern countries I'm not sure if it's necessarily Turkey I apologise if it isn't um, they the government forces you to t- transition so that you're still technically straight oh that's wild Mm-hmm. Well, okay, yeah, <laughs> that because I was like, right, I like boys, therefore I must be a girl. 
Um, yeah. And yeah. I fought like that for a long time, and it wasn't until um, I want to say Hollyoaks, um, and it was like John Paul McQueen, and I think his name was Craig. Or whatever. <laughs> um, was he gay by any chance with that name? They were in a couple. Ooh, they were gay. John Paul but, McQueen, straightest man ever. Honestly, truly. Um, and I was like, oh, that's an option. Um, and then, like, I had a friend called Sarah. Shout out. Hi, Sarah. Um, she had queer friends. Um, mm. The emo kids always do. Can we talk about, I don't want to interrupt, but can we talk about how queer attracts queer? Well, even before you it. know what you are. It's, yeah, this is it. Because, like, she, I don't think, she's not queer herself, I mm. don't think, as far as I'm aware. But she had queer friends, so she had, like, bisexual boyfriends and even gay boyfriends or whatever um and like because we were so close i think at one point we, we dated uh. um she was my bitch um <laughs> and like so like you were her I, bitch. I sort of had <laughs> I, we sort of had like we'd have group chats with some of her queer friends and i remember there was this one guy who was bisexual and i was like i don't even know what that means and then he actually sat down and spoke to me about it and i was like wow Okay, that makes sense. I was like 13. Okay. Mate, 12, 13, that sort of age. I came out at like, I think July, year eight. God, so this was like the the late 2000s. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. This was like, I think like 2006. That makes sense, like section 28 and stuff. Obviously you wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, So then I was like, right, so I knew what gay was and then then I found out what bisexual was and like, it's sort of, like, I think sexuality is a journey. Like, I did come it out really as... Is. I came out as bisexual, and then there was a period of time where I was like, oh, no, maybe I am just gay. And then I was like, actually, you just love anyone. And, like, I do love anyone, and whoever will have me. Beggars can't be fucking choosers. You love um, and love to get your rocks off, regardless of sex or gender. Yeah, I don't care what's between your legs or what you identify as. If I, I want to know what's you, in here. I want to know what's up here, bitch. The metal plate in your brain. What makes you tick? <laughs> um, so, like, I do, yeah, like, I've identified as loads of things, like, because I do think uh, the more you know, mm-hmm. uh, the more you're, you're, you sort of, like, adapt and stuff. So, like, at the moment, I'm pansexual. Work. That's how, that's how, that's what I mostly identify with. And for me, pansexuality is, like, every single person. I think for me, bisexuality is very much female or male. Whereas I think for me, pansexual includes trans people, trans people that haven't transitioned, non-binary people. I mean, I've noticed in my experience, so I would, mine's very confusing for me because it's not like I'm like, I I don't feel comfortable saying I'm bisexual. I don't feel comfortable saying I'm pansexual, but I'm like, Mm. I like men like 90, 95% of the time however however they identify like afab amab anything just male presenting people um yeah i think that's 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 similar to for me like i i prefer to be with someone that is male presenting hmm. um i've never turned down someone that is femme presenting or female presenting female afab or anything but my preference is towards a, a masculine not masculine but male presenting person 
I do have to say, I there is something about a hot butch lesbian that gets me on. <laughs> Especially in a club, when I'm like, oh, who's that? Um, who's that stud? <laughs> honestly. But then, like, 5 to 10% of the time, I'm attracted to, like, female presenting people. And it's not, like, it's it's not sexual. It's romantic. Yeah. And I've only ever had that experience, like, once, where it was, like, this random girl at uni. And if anyone from uni's listening, it was no one in my circle. No one who <laughs> I still talk to, honestly. <laughs> and unfortunately, she had a boyfriend. So I was like, oh, I can't even, like... Can't even act on it. And I, she wasn't even, like... This sounds really bad. She wasn't even like a stunner or anything. I just really liked her. Sometimes it's just about that the aura. Click. She was just so lovely. Some she people are so charismatic person. that they could literally like. She I've, wasn't even. I just probably, really liked her. <laughs> I've literally slept with, not even slept with, like I've done bits with this one person who is is n- not even conventionally pretty. But because they were charismatic, I was there like, drop drawers, here we go. Oh, I'm happy to know that Tia Coff, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I feel like we've talked about like some heavy topics. What's been your best queer experience ever? Like under all topics, your best queer experience. At the the core of it, it was queer. I really don't know. I, I, I... What's something you like to do that's queer then? That like... Shag just... men. Period. <laughs> Rail in some twinks. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't really know. I, I, huh. Tough question, eh? <laughs> it is quite tough. Like, I don't, I just, I don't know. I think because like now that like I've moved back to London and my close circle are all queer people. Hmm. That's normal to me. Just living I'm not really around straight people. So, like, apart from at work, but, like, that's work life. But, like, my personal life, people around me are all queer, gay, lesbian, bi, trans. That can be an answer. Your queer network. So, like, I, like, every, every day is a queer moment for me. Oh, my God. You're, like, the glad poster. Mine was um, it was on it was on the app one time back in twenty twenty. Which one? The app, Miss Girl, Miss Thing, Miss Girl. Um, and it was oh, it was this it was this really lovely guy, and he um he sent me a message first. Was that sarcasm for lovely or? Oh, it was definitely sarcasm because his first message to me was, "Let me shit you." Shit you. Let me shit you. And then I was like, what? what Excuse like, me? Honey, what do you mean, let me shit you? And he was like, let me shit you. And then he proceeded to send me a picture of him shitting in someone's mouth. And he was like, let me shit you, baby. Let me shit you. And I was like, oh! And that, was, this. and that was a queer <laughs> moment. That was my, that was my awakening. That, is that was my awakening to realise, wow, people like shit. And meth. Because <laughs> you <laughs> have to be on meth to want that. <laughs> Also, have you noticed, it's, I was listening to Sloppy Seconds, the podcast with Big Dipper and Meatball, and they were saying how, you know when someone is a 10? Yeah. Like, they're just, they're a 10 out of 10. They are gorgeous, sexy, charismatic, get everything you want. They like scat. They all like scat. They love shit. 
And it's true. I don't think I've ever come across. Are you lying? No, I don't think I've ever come across anyone that's into scat. You are so lucky. I don't think I've ever, ever, ever come across it. I'm not on the app. Me so either. I don't have this that experience. Um, I don't I don't think I've ever known anyone to be into it. Yeah, my only experience of it is watching Two Girls One Cup. I love that video. It was hilarious. It was what like, an iconic moment in pop culture. Well I this sounds really bad and it sounds like I'm a disgust. I promise I'm not. I think it's disgusting and gross. Whatever happened to King Shame? Why did we take that away? It's been bad. <laughs> um, I used to watch Two Girls One Cup to just feel something. <laughs> And like, not in the way of like, oh, I want to feel a tickle on my pants. I don't want that. I was put that in the trailer for this episode. I would watch Two Girls One Cup and be like, oh my god, that is absolutely horrible. Oh, let's watch it again. (laughs) (laughs) I watched it in um, my graphics lesson at school. You're mad. That's fucking because I had never seen it before, and in my graphics lesson, I. Um, so I did three years at A-level because I failed the first year lol so I ended up being in a lot of classes with my cousin um, and she was like well her and her friends they're they're just so fucking funny Mm -hmm. they're probably some of the funniest people I've ever met Um, and like the graph because obviously we were in sixth form the graphics MacBooks would never have the filters on them, like the school filters. They didn't know how to work Macs. No. They couldn't block anything on a Mac. So, like, we'd always be on Facebook. We would be downloading music for the iTunes that we'd listen to (laughs) Um, on the MP3Blue.com. And I I think, I can't remember if it was my cousin or one of her friends was like, we we got onto the topic of, like, those, those, those kind of movies um Spicy so, so it was like um the sandbox one the uh, why do i have a vague memory of that but the one thing's clear uh, do you want me to explain it to you yeah, do please just... do. Pl- it explain was, it to the listeners it was too young it was two people and one was shoving like a dildo down this guy's urethra with a screwdriver no no it was like a bullet but a big bullet I remember that. Was it purple or silver? I think so. I think it was purple, and it was like sort of yeah, doing. No, I remember that, and he was the like action. Getting off on Wasn't it, it well. red? And then you see him come as well, and it was bloody and shit. But so there's that one. So we watched that one, and one man, one jar. Um, and then then it got onto the topic of two girls on cup, and I was like, I've never seen that one. One man, one jar was legendary. Let me just say, there's a part two where he's picking it out. Work. I know, he has to go, he has to go hospital. I wonder who it is. Because that's a legend. Get him I, reckon, hey queen. I, I reckon we follow them on Twitter. Um, get them on Hey Queen, that's so funny. Um, <laughs> it, it was Johnny McGovern. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got me digmatized. It's the one of the go-go dancers. It's, it's Greg <laughs> McKeon. Oh no, can't stand that one. Um, <gasps> I love that one. But, I um, follow my OnlyFans. They were like, oh, let's just watch it now. We know the Macs are unblocked. Let's watch it now. And the like, music. the teacher wasn't, wasn't in the room. Because like, when we were sixth form, like, the teachers would be like, I need to go do some shit. Yeah, you really guys can. know what you're doing. They go and have a coffee. I'm off. Um, take the free hour. Um, so like, we sat there and watched it. 
And I was just in awe of it. Yeah. I was like, oh my yeah. god, this is actually wild. And obviously, like, it's not no, real shit. Poop. Like, that's not real shit. That's we poop, all man. know that's not real shit. That's poop. That's but, poop. Um, what a moment. <laughs> moment for life. I feel like everyone, like, around our, like, within the five years of us, or four mm. years, but, like, five years of, like, mid to late 90s is, like, Blue Waffle. One man, Blue one Waffle. Jar. I loved Blue Waffle. It was disgusting. Blue Waffle, one man, one jar. How is this on topic? Um, two girls, one cup. One man, one screwdriver. I've not seen that one. Maybe I'm making it up. I think I remember it. If anyone remembers it, please let us know. Uh, DM me. <laughs> Don't send me the link. Just tell me you remember it. Um, Recreate it. <laughs> at your own risk, we are not liable. Um, there's, it was like, I guess because like in our young years, it was like the birth of the viral videos on the internet, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Because we were alive before the birth of YouTube, which a lot of teenagers can't say today. I mean, we're not teenagers. <laughs> yeah, we're mid to late 20s. <laughs> you can't see, but I'm covering my mouth in shock. It's it's a gross... Um... Oh my god, I'm mid 20 I'm the Crypt Keeper! <laughs> <laughs> the way we would be in the same category as Wagner. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. You would. I'm 24. <sighs> Suck it! <laughs> You'd get Louis Walsh! I, That's I the worst bit. Would I make it past judges' houses? Absolutely not. Would I even make it to judges' houses? I think you'd make it to judges' houses, and then he'd make a pass at you, and you'd be like, "I'm out." <laughs> not Louis Walsh as well. I'd be pissed off at the fact I'd be in fucking Ireland. I like Ireland, but not you for want, a trip like but that. you don't want to like go on like a X Factor trip. Do you know what I mean? The rain and humidity is not good for the vocals. And just seeing Belfast, you'd be like. It's not from Belfast. I don't know. I'm just saying a random Dublin. Irish place. Be in the countryside. You're being like Kerry or something. <laughs> Who was your gay awakening? Um, the guy that played Peter Pan in that Peter Pan remake from like 2001. Oh my god! Yes, I remember him. I was so attracted. I to was him. obsessed. I always forget that he exists. I know. And he's hot. He's hot. He's so hot. Um. Oh my god. Yeah, mine would be him, but. I was going to say Ben Shepherd. Who's that? <laughs> he um, used to do T4, like, years ago. Like, and then went on to present on GMTV. Okay. And Good Morning Britain. I mean, it was either the Peter Pan guy or it was the models in the underwear section. I think that's a lot of queer people. It was months. just, it was in my face and it was eye level and I was like, huh? Penis. Cock and balls. Cock and balls. Sucking dick and cock. There's CBT in the Tesco aisle. The what? Cock and ball torture. Because oh. <laughs> it was torture, honey. Oh, dear. You crazy girl. True. I feel like we haven't even discussed like, the Gen Z or millennial experience. We can do it now if you like. Yeah, we I'm can. Gonna, I'm just going to have crisps for dinner. What flavour? Oh, you already said smoky barbecue. Yeah. I feel like, because we're both millennials, mm-hmm. I used to think I was Gen Z, and then I was like, no, I don't understand what's going on. I feel like an old woman. 
I get that all the time. Like when something's going on on TikTok, I, I, I feel geriatric trying to use it. And I'm like, why can you use the sound but not the video? Well, Alice, help me. Um, what's my password? Um, but I feel like there's a very stark difference between, especially in the UK, between Gen Z queer people and millennial queer people. Like with us, we were like, we were in school when Section 28 was going on and I did not even know. No, I didn't know. I didn't I, know. I didn't know what Section 28 was till Davina DeCampo. Same. Like on Drag Race and then I've interviewed her before and we got into a bit more deeper, but yeah, I didn't know what Section 28 was. Exactly. Like, I didn't know what it was either until the exact same moment. And then, like, it literally ended 2003, came into effect 1988 to 2000. Something. Oh, no, here we go. 1988 to 2003. God. I was so, sorry. yeah, like, I was in school. I was in school. I was like year four when it ended. So like, but like, I didn't know what that was. Like, obviously, like, again, that obviously falls down to Section Twenty Eight. The thing is, though, like, even after that was like repealed, there was never a discussion of gay people ever, ever. I didn't hear about it in school. I had like, I had a a a gay teacher Mm -hmm. who was obviously gay. He was very camp, um, and he had no. He would never hide the fact that he was married to a man. Mm-hmm. Um, well, as much married as you could be at that time. Um, but, like, that was my only exposure to gay people in real life, really. Like, mm-hmm. I had, like, queer friends, but, like, I didn't really have queer friends till maybe, like, year nine, year ten. God. But again, like, they weren't besties. I wasn't like besties with a queer person till probably uni. I feel like Gen Zs have it not easier, but a vastly different experience to what we oh, have. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like I see like videos on TikTok where like like queer people. Will There's like ask, gay couples at school uh, now. Yeah, and like ask like their same sex partner to prom and stuff like that I know. like that's bananas to me like yeah that is wild that's wild Monet. <laughs> um like that's that is bananas to me like mm. i wish i had that Same. however there was no there wasn't there was like one other guy in my year I was the first person to ever come out as gay at my school. I was also the first person to ever come out as trans. And also the first person to ever come out as both. (laughs) And they they did not know how to do it, treat me. They really didn't. I think it's it's going to be the same, like, pretty much anywhere, like, for our generation. Like, when I came out, well, I didn't come out. I was outed at school. Um, And, like, luckily, like, my year was quite, like, Okay. Fine. Sure. Um, I don't know how it would have been if like someone came out as trans. I didn't have trans. I didn't have any trans people at school, mm. to my knowledge. Um, so it probably would have been a lot different. Um, to my experience, but I don't know. 
it's just wild to think that like there's kids now who grow up with like just the conversation is yeah. like open yeah and like back then it wasn't even like a question like it's just like no but then i think that's like again it's one it's like the language that is like come to the forefront now and mm. the conversation that has come to the forefront now and like yeah you've got people to thank like who are famous and have that celebrity status being trans or being gay or or whatever you, they identify as so like there is a lot more representation in the media i think that really has been the deciding factor of the change like 100 percent. like having as questionable as some of them are like caitlin jenner and like sam smith like in petrus like there are people in the media and and huge like sam and kim yeah being number one in the uk like they're gonna be the next prime ministers (laughs) give it seven weeks give it another seven they (laughs) might six give it six (laughs) so like it is queer representation in the media has been like 100 percent the forefront like we've spoken about it before like with Mm -hmm. trans representation um, like with Levan Cox, like after, nice. after like Orange is the New Black, you really did see a turning point. You did. She um, really was a pioneer. One thought for, for trans representation, but also black trans yeah. representation. Yeah, black queer trans. Uh, uh, yeah, black queer representation. That's it. Couldn't um, words out. And like it, it shows like Drag Race, it shows like Dragula, um, like reality shows that do that and. Obviously, like having queer writers behind like films, and having queer people in the room, t-shirts. yeah, and not just like, the focus of the camera. You've, I've even found that at work, just having a yeah. queer voice to be like, okay, but what about this? You need someone else to bounce off of. You can't just wrap your own corner on your own. It's really you can't weird. make the deciding factor on something you've never experienced. True, um, and you can't like some people like can like you've got obviously got songwriters that can write from a different perspective and stuff but i think it comes like they also probably can write from someone they know what is that noise it's my fucking mum sneezing shut up <laughs> but um yeah that's that that's on it that's on period <laughs> why is she sneezing so much oh i think that's where we should end it I think we, we've talked at length about queer and straight experiences. I think I don't think we really have much else to speak on. No. It used it, to be different now, it's not, but it's still hard. That's the end of Camp Cows. <laughs> no more episodes. Goodbye. <laughs> this is this has been your season. <laughs> um Yeah. The, end of the last one. I can't <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember. How was it? You've been in. And you've been Reese James. And you've been the listener. Thank you for grazing the field of our thoughts. Subscribe, like, comment, whatever it is. Follow our Twitter at Camp Cows Pod. Thank you for listening to Camp Cows. You can follow us both as well. Oh, good share. Promo, promo. But we'll put that in the description. We'll put that in the description, babes. At Amshinabigans on Instagram. At Reese James on Instagram. Thanks for um, listening. No woo. No woo.